Hello and welcome to day two of the Cheltenham Festival Preview Podcast as brought to you by a Judges Guide Podcast. I return with Martin Fagan. Hello, Jared. Robert Alexander. Hi. And Ian Marmion. Good afternoon. Uh, day two promises to be just as exciting as day one. And with no further ado, we shall crack straight on with the Ballymore Novices Hurdle. It's a grade one. Of course, run over two miles five with uh, 22 runners. Your favourite is Ampere et Passe. That's some French. Uh, at 15 to 8. Hermes Allen, Allen is 3 to 1. Gaelic Warrior is 11 to 2. Good Lord, 11 to 2. And Champ Keeley, nines. It's 25 the rest. Uh, Marmo. We'll start with you. Uh, 15 to 8 about the fab. Is that a fair price? And if not, where's your money? He, he's been the real buzz horse from all the all the Cheltenham previews. He's the one the Mullins team are really, really speaking up. Uh, he won the Moscow Flyer at Pudgestown at the start of the year uh, and, and bolted up, really. Uh, and there was talk then that maybe he'd stay at two miles uh, for the Supreme, but they've obviously decided the Faso Vegas are number one there and stepped him up to this. Uh, look, he's a very worthy favourite. He's 15 to 8 in the current books before our final deck as we sit now. Uh, I can't see him getting any bigger, if I'm honest. Uh, he's definitely the most likely winner in the race, no doubt. Uh, this is probably the English's best chance of a winner at the novice races in Hermes Allen. Uh, he's looked visually impressive in each of his runs uh, today. If you think he's three from three uh, since he came since he came to the UK. But the only horse to test that form in Ireland was uh, the Nigel Twiston Davis horse who came over for the Dublin Racing Festival uh, and he absolutely was tailed. Uh, so look, I think I said on the Tuesday preview that I find it very hard to see an English horse winning a novice. On the same way here, I can't see an English horse winning winning this. The favourite's very solid, but Gaelic Warrior is probably the solid each way. Uh, uh, got touched off in the Boodles, I think, last year, uh, when Apt went off a crazy price. Went off something like a 5 6 to 4 something really, really short. Looked all over the winner. Uh, got nothing near the line, much to the bookies' delight. Uh, he turned up at the Dublin Racing Festival in a really competitive handicap off a mark of 143 and absolutely bolted up. You don't often see horses go off 10 to 11 favours in handicaps in Ireland with 17 runners in. He did, and duly obliged. He's off 153. I think he'll probably be second. Uh, Goodland is the other main one of the Irish horses. Uh, Barry Connell and Mikey O'Sullivan at this. They have the horse Marine National in the Supreme. And as I said about the Supreme... I think the chances are the algorithms will be against this guy. Jockey can't claim. Uh, trainer doesn't have that many winners over there. Uh, if he was trained by Willie Mullins, he would probably be solid, but he's not. Uh, look, at it, it's very boring, but I think the 1-2 will be in pair and pass and Gaelic Warrior, and I wouldn't be surprised if Cham Kiley came and picked up the third for a clean sweep for the Willie Mullins yard. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Rob Alexander. What are, your, what are your thinking for the Ballymore? Yeah, to be fair, pretty similar to, to Marmo's comments. Uh, Impera, Impera Passe has looked very impressive 
uh, over hurdles so far this season. Like, <clears throat> yeah, he's clearly been well talked up in previews and all that. And yeah, his his win last time was certainly very visually impressive. <laughs> You've got, as he also mentioned, Britain's best novice hurdle hope, uh, Hermes Allen goes for this too. Form is definitely questionable for him. So Imperial Pass almost certainly has the beating of that horse. Gaelic Warrior, I've kind of noted interestingly, I think the UK handicapper uh, were very keen that he didn't actually turn up in a handicap. So they've given him a very high rating. I think he's actually the highest rated Willie Mullins novice hurdler of um if I'm correct and have a look at all the ratings that they've they've given these horses purely based on yeah a very impressive handicap win last time out he looks very solid each way around five to one was extremely unlucky not to win the boodles last season Goodland I think does have some question marks uh, he did show plenty of class to win that two mile six grade one at the Dublin Racing Festival can see him going well but. Yeah, like I say, question marks around his possible ability to even kind of handle the atmosphere at Cheltenham, let alone win a race. Yeah, and yeah, I've also noted that I would respect Champ Kylie. Uh, he certainly enjoyed the step up and trip last time. Uh, it wasn't the biggest test of his jumping because I think the last two hurdles were omitted in that race, but he's beaten some decent horses there, some, some horses that uh, have had key bits of form in the Irish Novice Hurdle division. So I think 8-1 to one Champ Kylie, just about the one that uh, I would land on in this and rates a, a solid enough each way proposition there. And yeah, Imperial Pass with the, with the vibes around him, I reckon will take plenty of beating as well. Okay, very nice. Martin Fagan, the, the Ballymore. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I agree with what the lad said. As Mao said, uh, he has been the talking horse. Um, and all the previews has Imperial Pass. Uh, David Casey, who's meant to be the the best judge in the Mullins Yard, he, he was. I think he was his knack at the festival. I think he's Ruby Walsh's knack at the festival. So obviously you have to um, you have to respect that. But we're talking about a horse that was seven to two before the war, all this chat came came about, and now you're looking at seven to four, fifteen to eight. So as much as I respect them, um, I'll be looking for something else in the race. And I do at the prices. I do like John Carly. I think I think he's gone under radar a bit. He's he he'll probably be third in for Mullins. Which if you go back historically, it's 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 not really a great thing to be back in a, a third in or second in Willie Mullins in these sort of novice races. They normally do get it right, but at the prices, I think it's eight nine to one. Is he? Um, he he would be for me. Um, he was too keen in the Royal Bond. Um, very keen all the way around over two miles. You end up getting beat four and a half lengths by Marine National, but he bounced back from that from the front in the Laws and Nace, which is a good trial for this. I think Bob Wallinger and Envoy Allen won that before coming here. Um, and I just see how the race is going to be run. At Champ Carly's going to be on the front end, and if you watch that Nace run back, I just like how he how he came round um, the bend, and he was, he still looked to be in complete control. And the way I see this race going. If you look at the time figures, there's not much difference between a lot of these, and it could come down to race riding. And Danny Wollins has been brilliant all, all year. 
I, I just see him um, being at the front end and he might just get away from them, get a, steal a couple of lengths, jump because he's a great jumper as well, I forgot to mention that. So he jumped the second last in front. Well, he might just get away on the turn. And yeah, at the prices, Champ Carly uh, is definitely the one for me. And if there is extra places, four or five, whatever on the day, um, I, I'd I'd be of the opposite opinion to Rob. I think Goodland will be there or thereabouts. And as Marlo said, there's a chance once all the models and people start getting stuck into these markets that Goodland could drift. And if I come back, maybe nine or ten, Champ Carly and eight, nine, whatever, Goodland, I'll, I'll have a bigger bet, Champ Carly and smaller one, Goodland. Nice. But I do respect Imperial Pass just for the uh, the the chat that's going around about him. Um, echo what Marlo said about Hermes Allen. Um, I know people people love to um, wheel out the whole Chalo stat. Um, but yeah, he's another one of them who's won the Chalo and coming here. But the main thing Marmo said, which makes sense, is the is the is the form line from the Chapman run. I think he beat he beat I think it was we've all been caught the twisting days. That's it. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he beat in ten lengths and he as Marmo said, he was tailed in, in the Goodland race. So yeah, I, I, I agree with him. They're not, not going to win a, a novice race throughout the whole fucking uh, festival. So at, at the prices, him as Alan won for me. He, he probably could even be a a place like looking at it because I I, yeah. I think Gaelic Warrior, Gaelic Warrior, um, Imperial Pass, Champ Kylie, and probably Goodland all finish in front of them. Like to be honest, a hundred percent. If he if he's if he's odds on for for a laid a laid of three. I'll be they'll, they'll be carrying me out in fumes if I can lay down an odd dog. There we go. Yeah, yeah, and, we go another thing added to that as well. As I said, Cham Carly will be going from the front. And if you if you watch the way Goodland runs his races, he's normally there or thereabouts. So I see it being um Cham Carly on the front end and then Goodland probably in set in second. So if the race is going to be run the way I think it is, they'll be in the perfect position to to, to Danny Mullins has been talking up Cham Carly as well. He's been talking him up in the previews. I'm laughing. I've, I've mentioned previous about 10 times. <laughs> and really, you should be drawing a line to it. But a quick funny story. Davy Russell one year won on Tiger Cry at the Grand Annual. I think it was 2008. And his famous quote after was, Jesus, I had an awful job not to mention him in any of the Cheltenham uh, previews. <laughs> uh, maybe we shouldn't be listening to it too much. True. That is true. But this Cheltenham preview, you should, ha- you should listen to, of course. Yes, yes, and- yes. We're all very objective observers. Indeed. And most importantly, you know it's a judge's uh, preview to Cheltenham because day one we've had the, uh, the phrase foot perfect used twice and now we've got a Martin Fagan place lay. This is a judge's guide on fine form. Uh, and with that in mind, we shall move to the second race uh, of uh, Wednesday. That is the Brown Advisory Novices Chase. It's a grade one run over three miles and a half long. 14 runners led by your 13 to 8 favorite Jerry Colom. Uh, the real Whacker is 9 to 2. Time Hill 11 to 2. So Gerhard 6 to 1. Uh, and Galia de Lito is 8 to 1. It's 14 to 1. The rest, I'm using Bet365 specifically here. Don't know why I need to give that a shout out. Uh, but I have. Rob. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to go back and edit this uh, <laughs> to put a bleep in. Uh, Rob. Uh, this is a race, a, another race with a. This is a, a race. A, yeah, this is a this race. Is a race. This, this is another. This race. is yet another race with a relatively strong fab. Uh, are we looking for some each way action? Surely, we probably are. Yeah, but 
thing is with Jerry Colom, he's not flashy, spectacular, anything like that. He relaxes really well into races, jumps nicely, gets the job done, and just always wins. He's not lost a race in his life. And That's I, th- I, I think he is a short price uh, based on potential opposition, but what he's shown this season is just that ability to to get the job done. He's a, a lovely, relaxed horse, and yeah, I think he'll he will prove hard to beat. But there are a few at bigger price, slightly bigger prices that certainly have a chance. Uh, if it gets fairly deep ground, uh, Gallia de Lito certainly has a chance. Uh, yeah, like I say, especially the soft ground. Feel this may may have enough ability to cause the rest of the problems. The form of a Warwick win in particular looks good with uh, the third in that race, the Goffer coming out and winning a eighty grand handicap chase at the Dublin Racing Festival. I think she's about seven to one, and that that's certainly a fair reflection of her ability in. In this company, so Gerhard potentially half interesting as well, around five or six to one, I think, is available. Uh, you could argue that he's probably the best horse in the race. Uh, not not got a ton of chasing experience, but he's got plenty of Cheltenham experience, and that'll certainly stand him in good stead compared to a few of the others in the in the race and. Five to one, I think, won't won't last once we see we once we see final declarations. I don't know how. Time Hill's probably the one that I can't have in the race. I think that could be another uh, place like Hobbs trained. Certainly won the won the race at Kempton in in nice fashion, but that pretty much fell apart on the first circuit. Uh, so I won't be given given that race that horse a chance. So yeah. Jerry Colom, fair favourite on what he's achieved, but Sir Gerhard and Gallia Leto against it. Uh, maybe worth backing each way, depending on the on the number of runners that we get in this race. Okay. Uh, yes, worth pointing out that we record on Sunday. So when I say, uh, I, can't remember, I think I said 14 runners at the start, um, but that is pre-dex. So worth keeping in mind. Marmo, uh, of the... Sort of shorter fabs, shorter to me maybe means odds on. I realise that this is thirteen to eight, but as of the stronger fabs of the week, is this one you want to be with? Um, so, so again, he, he is the most likely winner. Done absolutely nothing wrong uh, in in six runs. There is an interesting stat here though, and I'm proud of myself. I think I'm the only one that's, that's picked up on this. He's never been asked to jump left-handed before. All of his five jump wins including his point-to-point, I've been right-handed. It may be nothing, but it's just a little bit unusual. Uh, and at 13 dead, it just makes me a little bit wary that, that you know, perhaps there's something there's something in that. Uh, I agree. I don't know which of the guys uh, spoke about Galli de Lito. Uh, I'm, I'm, I guess, member number one of the Dan Skelton fan club. Uh, and, and Dan and I have been talking about this mayor for, for a long, long time. She bolted up a banger first time when he told me she couldn't win. She wasn't fit enough. Uh, obviously, I'm not in a position to lay that skeleton horse, so I definitely didn't lose money on the race. Uh, 
But then she brought in a copy book a little bit of Christmas, but Dan's horses just didn't fire uh, over Chris, over the Christmas period. And then, as I said there, she was very good at Warwick the last day. She gets the mare's allowance. Uh, she she only runs if the soft ground. Uh, I've played anti-post, non-runner-bed at, at fancy prices on the basis that I wouldn't do my money in poor conditions. Uh, I, I feel like a bit of a dick saying this, but I'm on it a good bit bigger than, than she is currently. So I don't know if there's massive value or massive juice left in her price. But I think she's probably entitled to be third favourite behind behind Jerry Kalam and Sir Jared. Could not have the real whacker on my mind. Uh, won two small field races from the front. They've left it in the Gold Cup. Honestly, they might as well have left it in the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Uh, it's got it's got zero chance in the Gold Cup. I think it's got a very a very ordinary chance in this race as well. Uh, Jerry Kalam, the most likely winner. I'll be cheering for Galia de la Tour, even though she'll need something. She'll need a mishap from the Jolly to to beat it. Uh, and yeah, Sir Gerhard, probably the best horse in the race. Conditions the soup, but look at has not had an ideal prep. Uh, so you are taking a little bit on the face of the genius that is Willie Wollens. Lovely. Fabian, agree? Uh, yeah, I've not got much to say Say in this. Um, it's 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 a race where you kind of look at the farm and think you want to get something to beat it. But as Marmo says, I couldn't be back in the real wacker. Time ill. Um, he was terrible. I think it was first time out, was it? It didn't jump well. They put cheap pieces on him. He ran. He won at Kempton. But I'm pretty sure that race was like something like nine or second, nine or ten seconds slower than the King George or something like that. So as Rob said, could be that that fell apart. Then you're looking at Sir Gerhard. He's coming in with one chase start, trying to win a grade one over a new trip. He's only ever run over two five in the Ballymore. Now he's going three mile over fences over after one chase start. Um, yeah, so you kind of rule the rest out and then land on the fav, but. It wouldn't be a strong selection here. As I said before, with the Arkham, if you put a gun to me, I'd, I'd pick the six to four five. But um, yeah, I won't be betting this. Okay. So a lot of good words said for Jerry Colomb. Uh, Garia de Letour, uh gets a good mention from you, Rob, as well as Sir Gerhard. Um, okay. We move on to race three. We are storming through the Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Love to see it. Uh, this is potentially my least favourite race of the week. I don't, I don't think I've ever had a win. I might have said yeah, this last year. And then, place. I don't think I've ever had any return in the Coral Cup. You do eight places in the Coral Cup. Yeah, I love the Coral Cup. I think it's yeah. really my favourite race of the week. So, <laughs> yes. as I look at the uh, <coughs> RP race cards, as I say, pre-decks, uh, we, we have 26 and, uh, runners in this race, max. Uh, currently listed are 60 horses, uh, which is... Always a pleasure. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Uh, your fab uh, is Campromde, six to one. HMS Seahorse, eight, as is run for Oscar. Auton Color is ten to one, as is Langadan. Beacon Edge, twelves. I mean, so on and so forth. There are millions of horses. Uh, Martin Fagan, this is for you a handicap hurdle. Yeah. I mean, it is for everyone a handicap hurdle, but for you, it's particularly mouthful. Oh, yeah, you? I love these. Um, I'll probably end up backing a few once 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 the deck comes decks come out um, and we see like firms go seven and eight places or whatever. But for them for the minute, I've just got one on my mind and um it's actually the only bet I've had, um, which is a surprise. Anti-post, uh, well, I say anti-post, it was yesterday, it wasn't that long ago. Um basically um it care Allen each way. Um 
he ran in the triumph last year, and if you watch that back, um, two mile one on the new course, quite the test, but he looked like he needed a, a stiffer test than that. Um, so he looked like he needed to step up and step in the triumph. Yeah, he, he ran well first time up this year, Fairy House. Uh, travelled really well in in what what usually turned out to be a, a solid two mile handicap hurdle, and then he bombed out in the Betfair last time out, and that's probably why you can back twenty five to one, thirty three to one now because he's got a his last run was terrible, but this is Willie Mullins we're talking about, um, and that didn't stop Blueberry winning it in two thousand eighteen. He was tailed off the time before at Leopardstown and then won this. Uh, Wicklow Brave was tailed off in the Betfair, then messed about at the start like a cunt in the Imperial Cup before winning the county. So a horse to have an absolutely disgusting run the time before going into a handicap hurdle at Cheltenham, it is not an issue for the William Mullins horse. And this is a young, uh, improving, he's a five-year-old. And I just think on the back of what he'd done in the triumph, which it could look even better on if on Tuesday... Um, let's say Tom goes and wins the Supreme or runs well and then we see Volban run well. Um, I just think that that form's not bad. If you look at Field Door and Pied Piper, they're like genuine 150 horses. Ikea Allen's getting in on this off 145. Uh, I think the excuse for running badly in the Betfair was the ground. The ground was a decent ground that day. We're not going to get that. We're going to get soft ground here. That'll help him. The trip will help him. Um, he was taken out of the county um, when confirmations were... Uh, done for that the other day, so that's a good sign for me because that sort of basically says he, he either doesn't run anywhere or he runs in the Connell Cup. So, uh, yeah, I really like this at 25 to 1, 33. Uh, I, I took a bit the other day with the five places just because I'd happily back 14, 16 on the day, so I might as well take a bit now. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, I'd rather the price, um, I know it's JP, like, but I'd rather the price stayed the way it is and I can get a bit of maybe 25, 22 on the day with the extras. Fair enough. That is Iker Allen. Iker Allen. Iker Allen. Uh, 33 to 1. Uh, five places. That is available at 33s with Paddy's and Beth. Oh, another thing, sorry. Um, he travels really well as well, which is another thing that obviously in, in, in a race, in a handicap hurdle on the old course, you need to be able to travel and take gaps when the gaps come. Nice. Okay. Marmo, what are your darts for the Coral Cup? I, uh, I was racing at Cheltenham with Gold Cup Day last year, and after having a good week, I was having an absolute shocker. Uh, and I backed Langer down to win a row of houses and had a bit of lumber and multis uh, in the Martin Pike. And we stood in the balcony having a fag, two points in, and I heard the commentator said, and there's one gone there. And I just knew before he said the name, he was going to say Langer Dan. I just knew he was going to say it, and he did. He said Langer Dan. Uh, we got half the door back in, in entry, and listen, he's been he's been potted around this season uh, to get down from one four five to one four one. I look at this will be a little bit of a tidbit of information for you, but by the time this goes out, it won't. He goes here, he doesn't go to the Martin Pike. Uh, Dan told me, uh, and he's look at he's the one that's definitely on my shortlist. Uh, Langer Dan uh, of the shorter prices. Uh, uh, the, just, just, very, just very quickly to interrupt, this will go out in about two hours, so <laughs> may have to may have oh. to schedule that. <laughs> uh, 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 well, that's fair enough. You can you can edit out. Uh, uh, this look this looks like a race, despite what's going to be a full field, and the bookmakers are going to struggle to get a run in uh, uh, result in because you look at the top end. Campbrand in off one three eight was fourth in the race last year off one forty. How is he one three eight a year later? 
HMS Seahorse, fourth of the Boodles last year. He's second in. Uh, he bowls it up in a handicap hurdle at Navin. Uh, run for Oscar Charles Burns. Uh, won the Cesarevich. Uh, he's a, I, it just might be a race that they struggle to get a result in. I couldn't see a huge amount of the bigger prices here. Uh, but listen, I've nailed my colours to the mass anti-post with, with Langer Dan. I'm sure if they're betting in a place, they'll add about seven more in the day. Uh, but he'll be the one I'm shouting for loudest. Nice. Langer Dan for Marlow. Uh, that is available at 11 to 1 with five places. Paddy's and Betfair as well. Uh, you can get tenders uh, widely. Uh, Rob, the, the Coral Cup. Yeah, I'll quickly, quickly cover a couple of runners in this. Uh, Captain Combi, the first one, around 10, 12 to 1, I think now. Uh, the New Year's Eve handicap hurdle at Punchestown, I think, well, I'm certainly hoping it could be a, a key piece of form this week with the, the winner also due to run later in the week. Uh, Captain Combi finished second in that, and the front two certainly pulled well clear of the remainder of that field to to show that they were both certainly horses with higher aims in mind. Uh, his form as a novice hurdler looks very solid, and I think it's just a, a kind of rapidly improving horse yet again. Mark of one four three has not been too harshly treated based on his Irish mark, and I think he'll have a solid chance. <laughs> In terms of a, a British runner with a decent chance in this race, uh, I think good risk at all. Looks a pretty big price, around 20 to 1. Uh, if we're expecting soft ground, that'll be absolutely fine for this talented horse. I think most people can forgive a bad run at Haydock. It wasn't awful, but certainly sounds like he had some excuses post-race. Connections haven't run him since, so they must certainly be happy with his same mark as Captain Combi, 143. He's got solid solid form as a kind of bumper horse and and novice hurdler. He was one of the top-ranked UK bumper horses a couple of seasons back. Yeah, 16 to 20 to 1 is... Absolutely, each way bet, and then another one if he turns up here. Although I would prefer if he turns up in the Martin Pipe on the Friday, is Benson uh, won the Moor Battle at Kelso with a kind of solid stay in performance. So I do feel that the the track on the Friday is going to suit better than uh, the perhaps more speed orientated track on on the Wednesday. Uh, he's been rejuvenated since joining Sandy Thompson, won that big prize at Kelso and, yeah, would have a chance of turning up here, but like I say, would prefer to be turned up in the Martin Pipe on the Friday. Okay, so that is for Rob. Captain Combi, uh, you can back at 12, Benson 16s and Good Risk It All uh, at 18s. Obviously. Uh, nice. Uh, quick question there, you talked about Captain Combi. That came second to San Salvador. I think that's the horse you were talking about. Yeah. That may go the Martin Pipe. Yeah. So worth just keeping in mind, if Captain Combi does turn up here, then that's that form. Yeah. If you're you're of the kind of mind that I am, that that hurdle is going to work out pretty well, specifically the front two, I wouldn't put you off having at least a small each-way double. Small each-way double. Captain Combi in the Coral Cup and San Salvador in the Martin Pipe. Correct. Yeah. Nice. That's what we're here for. Uh, 
everyone I've, I have spoken to everyone about the Coral Cup yeah. now. Good. Yeah, yeah. I, that's good. <laughs> had a momentary worry. Good luck, Jersey. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we are moving on to the feature race of the day. Yet another strong, uh, well, I say strong favourite, yet another shorter prize favourite, but it's very much, uh, as Fagan says, like the article, we've got a bit of a match bet going on. Edward Stone and Onugamaran. Onugamaran. Thank you. Uh, Six to four and 13 to eight. uh, editor Dujit is nine to two. Blue Lord seven to one. Uh, it looks like no chance of rest. I say that and maybe maybe Nube Negra. I mean, I think I back Nube Negra every year. Um, but gone, Rob. You 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 were talking last, so continue, please. Edward Stone or Inergamine? Well, yeah. Or neither. Well, just to note, we have had gentlemen de May come out. Of the race with an infection or something today, so does maybe slightly change my opinion, but I do think the race, considering there will be editor Dajit is going to try and make it as he did uh, last time out when he beat both Edwardstone and Energamine. Uh, Energamine will probably be close enough to the front. There's a couple of others at, at bigger prices that are going to set the pace. So I think it will maybe fall into Edward Stone hands. He'll be <laughs> will be held up uh, by Tom Cannon. Those kind of hold up tactics should work well on the strong pace. Editor the G is certainly gonna try and make it. Uh, and yeah, Arco winners do have a very good record in, in the champion chase uh, the next season. And I think <laughs> certainly of the front two I would I would slightly side with with Edward Stone. I know there are certainly plenty of excuses about Energamine's performance last time. Willie Mullins thinks that he's got him back to his best, so you can certainly not discount him. But I think Edward Stone as Fav now is correct, and would be the one that I'd be going with in terms of anything at a bigger price. Yeah, possibly Grenatine could run into a place, but we're looking at. The likelihood of fewer than eight runners turning up, so I think it will turn into a, a win-only bet, and Edward Stone would be my win-only choice in the race. Edward Stone win-only in the uh, in the Queen Mother Champion Chase. Uh, Martin Fagan. Um, yeah, I'd agree with Rob. Um, out of the top two, Edward Stone would be the one for me. Um, I didn't like Inergamine's run at all last last time. And I agree with quite what a few people said on the preview circuit and stuff. Um, Edward Stone was beat because he, uh, Tom Cannon was like kind of tracking it in Egamine and he, he let the, the Gary Moros get away sort of thing. He made his move and then he kind of shot his load and, and, and he got shot his load, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and, then got, and then got chinned on the line by Edward Stegeet. Um So yeah, Edward Stone would be the one for me. I'm a bit gutted the gentleman in the movies come out, not that I fancy him just because it's one less runner. So now the max we can get is eight, because um, obviously as we all do, keen punters looking at the looking at the um, the weather for the, the the next couple of days to see what the ground's going to be like. Um, I've probably been looking at the Norwegian weather app about twelve times a day, and as I'm looking now, the rain doesn't be, look to be too bad on the Monday. Now it looks to be about four mil. What and, about I mean, outside of Oslo, what's the weather like? 
Tell the race course player. Just guy to meet your own. Tell the race course railway station. Uh, and, then, and then Tuesday, it looks like you're going to get no rain at all. And then Wednesday up until race time, none at all. So if if we get eight runners and the ground starts to um start to starts to dry out and stuff, I wouldn't rule out um New Bay Negra uh, staying on for a place. Yes. But that would that would Obviously, well, I don't really need to say it because if the ground's not if the ground's not right, he, he won't run them because um, he was going to run in this race last year and he got he got pulled didn't he because uh, because it was too soft. But yeah, I just don't like um, I don't know. Though sometimes you see a horse and he keeps winning and 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 you think he's going to and then one run puts you off them. That was an argument for me last time. So I think Edward Stone is the right five. I think he should he could even be a little bit shorter. And yeah, if the ground does dry out, I'd fancy Nuvi Negra to follow him on. Nice. Oh, I, I, yeah. You just love Nuvi Negra. I, do. <laughs> I don't know why. Is it because you back him and then the soft ground comes and you get your money back? I think that's at least probably, you get your money that's back. That's probably what it is. Uh, Marmo, Edward Stone, uh, the lads are sort of plump for as, as the winner. Are you in agreement? I am, I think. Uh, I do think they're all a little short, though. I just look at the machine this evening as we as we speak. There's lay money up for for all eight all eight horses, so I'd be surprised if all eight didn't turn up. And I think Editor Duji just might be probably well, a forgotten horse because he's not he's not sexy and he's you know he's he's Gary Moore and Niall Hoolan. But like he beat Everson a mirror to last day. Everson got to him in plenty of time to go by, uh, and he rallied and got back up. I I, I couldn't have Nubanegra. I hope Dan doesn't listen to this. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't have Nubanegra. Uh, the, the the rain has disappeared a little bit, but they're on about temperatures getting to minus two or minus three overnight now on Tuesday, and having to put down frost covers. Uh, this will be tested on Wednesday if that's the case. And uh, look at he really needs top. Really needs top of the ground. Really lucky. Should have won a championship when when put the kettle on beat. Put the kettle on beat him. Uh, but I can't have him. I can't have Grenadine. I can't have Fanabula Civila, and I can't have Captain Guinness. So. I think I think he's pretty solid. Editor Jujit about five to one for each way. In uh, Argumin, you big leap of faith to blame the white coloured fences the last day, right? <laughs> to, to trust that that's going to go. Like you know, Willie Willie Willis doesn't leave many souls returned, but he forgot to paint the fences were painted white. I can't be having that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I'll back to Gary Moorehorse each way as as long as they turn up. Also, just what I'm saying. If you are listening to this, Dan. Turn it off, and it's the Cheltenham Festival, mate. You must have better things to be doing. Um, don't worry, don't worry. I'll tell him I really fancy it anyway. So I'll tell him I'll, <laughs> just it first. I'll tell him I really fancy it. Actually, he's a Nubanegra is owned by a brilliant guy. He's owned by a guy called Terry Spraggett, who's one of the best supporters in the, in the state, and he's a great character. And I would love to see Nubanegra win a championship for him. I, 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 I can't see it this year. Marmo, you want to go anyway, don't you? So you can get your three places. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, that is the the champion chase. Uh, the the word given for Edward Stone there, but uh, yeah, Edward Stone and maybe I even he's talk, I think he's talked me into it. Yeah, I don't fancy any of the rest myself. I like that. Can I fucking Gary Moorhorse? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't seem right. What? I don't know. You're, you just come up with stuff on the I, spot. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Would you stop giving you know me my, my tactics, please? He's a brilliant trainer, Gary Moore. I, I, I love, I love back in the horses. And I'll tell you what I really love. I love if he fancies one because plenty of these trainers do their dough when they, when they have a few quid on. The, the Moriart don't. 
Uh, I, I, I never might put my door down on him. Fair enough. He's had plenty of um, good two mile two mile chases as well. Yeah, yeah, of course he has. Yeah, of course he has. Well, I take it all back, Gary. If you're, li- I tell you what, Gary, if you're listening, I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. He does as well. <laughs> In, in the match, man, I'm 250 to one Gary Moore is listed, 250 to one Dan listed, and one to 10,000 neither of them are. Right. Uh, on to the cross country. This I just don't like the way. Like, I don't like the cross country. I don't like the cross country. Other than the year that we backed. The cross country is fine to say you don't like it, but the Coral Cup when you're in no, eight places. We backed. We, we love that. The, the, the Wednesday in 2016 when we backed Diego Duchamil and uh, Sprint the Sacra won the championship. That was a good day. Diego de Charmel, the, the luckiest winner ever. <laughs> but it made, I was working nights. I woke up, saw that it won and celebrated. That's all that matters. Didn't watch the race. Uh, right. I'll do that this year. Away from uh, seven-year-old after timing. Uh, <laughs> although, I mean, can you have time? But we did put it up on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, the, Glen, the Glen Farkless uh, cross-country chase. Uh, Delta Work, if you're even money favourite. Galvin, two to one. Franco de Port, seven to one. It's 14 to 1 back on the lash, 20 to 1 at the rest. Oh, some great French horses. Here. French. <laughs> yes. I do like the cross country. I just never have a winner in this either. Uh, Fagan, the cross country, anything to, anything to say? Nothing, mate, at all. Um... Okay, Rob, <laughs> anything to say? Yeah, I suppose I do have a, a couple of things to say. It's not, if you're at the track, go and get a few pints in. Yeah, right. don't go and watch it. It's the worst thing you can ever do. You get stuck there for long like 20 minutes. Yeah. Galvin is a kind of interesting one, similar to Delta work last season or a couple of seasons ago, was kind of talked up as a possible gold cup horse and then has been reverted to this. Gordon Elliott sounded fairly bullish about his chances, says you send horses that have the the best chance, send horses to races that they have the best chance of winning. He's, by all accounts, schooled very well over these cross-country fences at Cheltenham. Don't think this is the penalty kick that it would have been for Delta work. Uh, so, yeah, if you need to have a bet, two to one Galvin looks fine. Also, if you if there's a big field and the potential of an extra place, perhaps back on the lash. Uh, loves it around the track. Won the handicap cross-country race last time out. Certainly will give Sean Bowen a good spin round. If the ground isn't absolutely bottomless, he has an each-way chance. 14 to 1. Yeah, there's your, your winning your each-way bet on the day. But yeah, like I say, go to the Guinness Village instead. <laughs> go to the Guinness Village instead. Marmo. Go and buy a tele Will you be will you find yourself in the Guinness Village during the cross country? Nonsense of a race. Uh <laughs> the need to get rid of it. Like have a have a veteran's chase instead of it. It's a nonsense of a race. Uh goes with the corpse. Could not have that on my mind. Uh, looked absolutely dead the last day it ran. I think Delta Work would probably go and win, but but it's just a nonsense of a race. Lovely. Well, I, th- I think we're all relatively agreed. Uh, and we can move on to the penultimate race of the day, which is the Grand Annual, uh, named uh, in memory of Johnny Henderson, of course, uh, and your favourite, your front two in the fact, uh, two, front two in the race, in fact, are... Uh, JP things Dino Blue seven to one Andy do Fresney <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. nine to one uh, final orders nine to one oh, third God. time lucky twelves alongside unexpected party it's fourteen the rest of course I believe Robert Alexander uh, the the grand annual this is a 
this is a handicap that surely means we're having some big priced each way punts. Yeah, um, it certainly does. Like even if you're looking at seven seven to one the field, so even if you're back in front end of the market, you're you're getting some some decent money back if you happen to find the winner. Uh, Dino Blue, the kind of first one to talk about. Uh, certainly when the weights came out, it looked like she's been treated extremely leniently uh, based on kind of what she's achieved over fences so far. Uh, she was three lengths second to the 151 rated impervious at Cork in December. She's got a mark of 140 for this. Looks a very solid jumper, good bit of speed. Uh, yeah, just a, just a really, really nice mare and perhaps even last time she was ridden with this with this race in mind to get a mark and yeah she goes there with it with every chance there's a horse uh of joseph o'brien's uh midnight run he looks to have been kind of freshened up for this race after some good runs in graded novice chases in the autumn uh probably the pick of that form was a nine length beating a mars harper uh, which looks solid. Mars Harper, I think, is fancied for some races later in the week. Certainly will be running, at least. Only issue with that is if we do get softer going as expected, the ground could be an issue. Uh, but yeah, as with as with many horses that are going to be turned up here, they'll, they will only run if the ground suits. And 20 to 1 on midnight run, I would say, looks a fair each-way price. Uh Unlikely to get in the race, but worth mentioning Douglas talking. He looks a very upwardly mobile two-mile chaser. He won really well at Sandown last time out, so we'll just have a five-pound penalty to contend with if he turns up here. Like I say, unlikely to get in, but if he does, he'll be a, a big price and one to one to look out for. His jumping is excellent. Any chance that's your Scottish horse of the yeah. festival? Uh, I Possibly. Possibly. There might be one or two more. Oh, lovely. Uh, okay, Marmo, the Grand Annual. The scariest thing about this is you've never watched Shawshank Redemption. And the two friends there. Sorry, that is in fairness. It's an in joke. You obviously didn't listen last year. Uh, yes, Andy Dufresne, of course, but uh, uh, one of uh, our, um, the erstwhile colleague, David Barnes, who, uh, who this year uh, is sitting out uh, of the podcast due to a one-year ban for turning up in an Arsenal kit last year, um, he 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 refused to call it anything other than Andy Dufresne. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm not not part of the in joke. No apologies. <laughs> uh, I I was uh, I travelled over last year on the Wednesday evening to Cheltenham. Uh, I've been having a really poor day, and a pal of mine who's probably the best chess judge in the UK had tipped me up Global Citizen. And I think I might have had 300 quid at 33, but it was something pretty lumpy. And I was watching the race as I was pulling into the airport, uh, and it's duly obliged, and I coughed, but I also hit the car in front of me, and it cost me two grand to get that fixed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I, was still, I was still net in front. But Andy DeFerrin should have won that day. Uh, didn't get the best ride in the world. Looks like he's been plotted up for it this year. Uh, Gordon's deadly at this race as well. Uh, although we don't have a huge amount of winners on it, but chose a mate, won it a couple of years back. Uh, he was obviously second last year. And looking at the front end, he'd be the one for me. And there's one at a big price that I think could run really well. It's a horse called Not Long Till May. 
uh, trained by Lauren Morgan, who's really, really good, really, really knows the time of day. Uh, that's won three. It's a three runs over fences, one to three of them easily each time. Got about 23 pounds, 22 pounds in the handicap, uh, but was still, you know, one hard held the last day. Uh, definitely get to run in the race. I saw 25 to 1. I thought it was a fair price. And then I checked the exchange, and it was 60 on the exchange, uh, which I would suggest I know nothing whatsoever, or there'll be 40 about in the day or 33 about in the day. And I definitely won't be letting that run uh, at a price as well. So, look, it's a, it's a race for, it's a brilliant race just to watch. You know, they go hammer and tongs from the get go. Uh, one of my favourite races at the festival, but not from a punter perspective, but definitely Andy Dufresne, uh, and also, as I say, at a big price, not long till May. Not long till May, very nice. Uh, Fagan, anything to add on the Grand Annual? Yeah, um, I used to love this race, but that was when it was used to be run on the Friday, and um, it was run on the new course, and it was a different race. Like They, they still go fast, but um, when you go fast on a new course, you can come from off the pace, so it'd be good. You could back like a lovable rogue sort of thing, someone who comes from off the pace and you'd see them like siding, siding through the pack. Um, I think that one Marmo's mentioned there, the, the Elliot one chosen mate, whatever. He won like that with Russell on um, fucking the legendary ride from Carberry on Belvano, things like that. So if it was the old race, I'd I'd have fancy like the two skeleton ones in there, unexpected party and third time lucky, but they both kind of like to come from off the pace. So that'd be a negative for me. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't um, disagree with Andy Dufresne. Um, <laughs> he's off the, he's off the same mark as as he was last year when he ran well. He was, he was up in the van. I think he was in second, and, second or third all the way. I couldn't back anything in this unless you're going to be at the front end. Um, and as Mar was just mentioned, that one then global citizen. He was, he was a, a runner who who went from the front end. And he's also one of the ones, I think I seen a stat or something the other day about English handicap chasers that have been dropped over the period of about 12 months, whatever, more than £10. He was one of them who got dropped a lot and then went on and won last year. And one who kind of falls into that bracket, you have to take a leap of faith with him, like, but Rouge Viv, he used to be with Harry Whittington and then I think he went to Nichols. And you only have to go back now to the same time last year, 23rd of April, 20. Uh, 2022, yeah. I don't know why I'm giving you the year. Um, <laughs> but at Sandown, he ran in a he ran in a grade one there and he was rated 153. He's done absolutely nothing since then, but that's not a bad thing in a race like this in a handicap chase. He's now rated 137 and he will go off from the front. And I, I think he's 14 or 16 to 1. Just the fact that he's been dropped like others have in the past before and ran well. Um, and he goes from the front end. Um he would probably be the one for me, but I couldn't. I couldn't disagree with um, Andy Defresne either, just because he'll be he'll be up there with the pace. Okay. I'd, I'd agree. I'd, I'd agree with that in Rouge Vitt. Uh Andrew Brooks owned it, and uh, my pal was racing manager for Andrew Brooks. And Andrew sold all his horses. Uh, he just decided he had enough for a while, and that's why it's been bounced around a little bit. Uh, but I think he's down about thirty or twenty odd pounds. He was one fifty something at one point, and yeah. I could def I could definitely see that. The only thing I would say though is, does he need good ground? Um, I think he, I think he won a he won a race at and remember I don't know whether I'm right. I'm clicking on his form now. He won a race at Cheltenham not so long back on. Um, Did he on soft? I think, I just, I think I'm not too sure, but I, I I still think the ground might be okay by then. To be honest, by by the by yeah, the well, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Wednesday, but it will be one of them. Um, 
It was good. I'll have a look on the day sort of thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, he was just one that he came to mind because there was something else last year. There was Global Citizen. And I think there was something in the attempts that ran well, but was dropped about 10 to 12 pounds as well. Um, I can't remember, can't can't put my finger on it now. But there was there was a couple of all English horses last year who were dropped within a period of nine to twelve months or whatever, more than ten pounds, and they all they all ran well at nice at nice prices. So he yeah, was, I could I could I could definitely see that. I could definitely see it. Oh yeah, it was, I'll, I'll have a look on the day or whatever. But yeah, it's it's a race I used to love, but now I think you just have to be looking at. It's just all about running styles, and if you if you don't run handy or on the front end, uh, I, I think it's hard to to come from the back on this course. On a, on, on, if I was a mastermind, a special subject would be horses of Dan Skelton because I spend a, a, <laughs> a lot of time looking at it. Oh, I couldn't have Dan too, if I'm honest. Uh, I think unexpe- unexpected parties proven to be tripless, absolutely tripless uh, over fences. Couldn't have that in my mind. And third time lucky one last time under the most brilliant right from uh, from Keelan Woods. Uh, like, uh, just amazing, right? And I was sure that Dan had entry at mind for this fella. Uh, that red rum chase, two miles, good ground, boom, away you go. Uh, uh, but I, I just, I can't see him. I, I could see him puking around here in a in a, a soft ground, Grand Annual. Yeah, I, I just don't like the, I just don't like the fact that he, he, he has to come off the pace. But, um, yeah, Rouge Viff would be for me. And, and Defresny. Very good. Andy Defresny, yes. But, yeah, so... Uh, in summary, for your grand annual, Andy Dufresne uh, is probably the best bet. I think uh, most, there was words there um, from a couple of the lads. Midnight Run, Douglas Talking, Not uh, not Long Till May, and a Rouge Vif uh, are your sort of horses with a chance, bit of an each way bet. The final race of day two is the champion bumper. Uh, it is is headed by it's for me at seven to two a dream to share is four to one fact to file is seven to one fun 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 is nine it's double figures uh the rest uh marmo the champion bumper i know i think it's very hard to have a dogmatic opinion in this uh willie's bumper horses have been well spread out this year he, he tends to have one really strong bumper horse like fast vega last year uh, and he does. He doesn't really this year. All I can tell you is, I believe Patrick will ride. It's for me, but he probably would have ridden fun, fun, fun if he could do the way. If Patrick can do eleven stone, uh, that's meant to be buzzing at home. Uh, be a talk, be my talking selection without having any any great. I certainly won't be having a massive financial investment in the rest, unless I'm with caveat. Unless I'm doing my brains, at which point I'll definitely just back whatever the money comes for. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, a, a fair approach, Fagan. Have you? Uh, is that the sort of approach you may take after a, uh, a few beers on uh, Wednesday? Yeah, I, don't, I don't really normally have, a, have an opinion in the, in the bumper, like because as Mal said, it, it's it is tough. Obviously, most of them have only had like one or two runs or whatever. Same every year, but um, a lot of people like this. A dream to share, um, and he he was fab. I think he's joined fab, whatever. Um, I'd be against him if it if it if it, if it was proper soft ground because he's got a real flat pedigree and if you go and watch his win in the Dublin Racing Festival, he wins with flat speed on on the home turn and then kicks clear. I'd like the um, I'd fancy the the second that day the the Mullins one um, factor file to turn that round if if it's soft ground. He's a proper future three mile chaser. He's by polyglot uh, polyglot. He's like. Uh, plenty of horses sired by him and from well at Chelsea before, but 
it, it would have to be soft. I'd want it. I want it soft ground. If you go back and watch that race, he's only beat two, two and three quarter lengths by a dream to share. And the reason he's beat for me is because as they turn for home, Patrick doesn't see a dream to share come upside. I think he's about two or three to the right of him. He gets first run. And but Factor File stays on really, really well up the home straight. That was yielding ground at Leopardstown. He's only beat two and uh, two or three lengths or whatever. Uh, softer ground on a stiffer track like Cheltenham. And obviously they'll 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 probably go a proper gallop, yeah. Add fancy factor file to reverse the form with Dream to Ship. Factor file to reverse the form. And I hope Marlowe's right. I hope obviously Patrick rides something else. And um, it's either second or third string because that just means obviously you get a big price. Certainly, Rob. Yeah, echo kind of Martin sentiments there. Fact fails the top one that I've got in this race. Think he's yeah a good enough price to turn around that form with a dream to share. In terms of kind of ingredients, you need to win a, a Cheltenham bumper. I think this horse more or less has a lot. He's got. It needs to say uh, WP Mullins in the trainer column. I think. Well, I've got I've got that written down. It's got <laughs> decent turn of foot. He's got plenty of stamina. Settles really well and is trained by Willie Mullins. <laughs> if the if the ground is, I think he'll probably be fairly uh, okay on on any type of ground. But if it's as soft as it's expected to be, uh, can see this. Well, I'd sit settle in midfield, maybe held up. Uh, and kind of picking off horses late with that stamina and, yeah, can, could see him certainly go very close to taking the spoils. He has been well-backed recently. I think there was kind of 12, 10 to 1 available uh, in the last week, but i say 7 to 1 still looks kind of fair enough. Uh, more of a long-term prospect, but uh, a nice horse of Gordon Elliott's, uh, I will mention, is better days ahead. Believe Jamie Codds would like to, to ride him. Uh, that's usually a kind of tip in itself on this. Certainly, be the best of the Gordon Elliott string that turns up in this race. Ground conditions shouldn't be an issue. Thought he looked pretty professional when accounting for uh, Chapeau de Soleil, who, in fairness, was a bit of a head case and could certainly be better going left handed, but better days ahead expect it to perhaps drift a bit on the day and it could turn into an each-way price. But yeah, Factor Files also the one that I landed on in that race. Nice. Factor Files is the one for Rob and Fagan. Better days ahead as a bit of an outside shout as well. The best of the Elliot String. Uh, and that leads us to day two naps. Go on, Mar, give us your nap of day two. I think the most likely winner of the day is Imperial Passe. Uh, so, you know, if you give me a 300 quid bet, that's definitely the one I'd want to have it on. Uh, Editor de Gite each way, as long as they turn up with the Queen Mother, looks a knock in each way bet for me. Uh, and if eight don't run there, I'd want to back Langer down. Okay, nice. Imperial Passe, that's in the Ballymore. Editor de Gite yeah. in the uh, Queen Mother and Langer down in the Coral Cup. Uh, nice, Fagan. Nap and eat best each way. Uh, Edward Stone. Edward Stone. And Ike Allen. Edward Stone runs in the Queen. Uh, and uh, Ike Allen in the Coral Cup. Yeah. Ike Allen in the Coral Cup. Very nice. And Rob, your nap of day uh, two. Yeah, it's going to be a bit boring here and agree with, with Martin. Edward Stone 
champion chase nap and then each way I have Captain Combi in the Coral Cup written down so I'll stick with that okay very nice uh fantastic that draws day two to a close uh we will return of course for days three and four uh all it leaves me to say is thank you very much Martin Fagan thank you very much Rob Alexander thank you very much Ian Marmion uh and we are a judge's guide podcast. Yeah.